Welcome to Grateful Scripts, and I'm your host, Lindsay Paulson. Join us as we dive in each week to talk healing, adulting, and resources for trauma, life, and just showing up for one another. Together, we are going to learn everything our parents forgot to teach us in a community of grace and humility. Grab the coziest blanket you have, some snacks, snuggle up, and be ready to digest the best script that anyone can prescribe. This is The Grateful Script. Welcome back to Grateful Scripts. I am your host, Flynn Paulson, and it has been a minute. Um, I think our last episode was Allie, and holy smokes, y'all responded to that one. So it was definitely a pow- powerful episode, and I'm so glad she got to share her story and continues to be such an advocate for everything that she has gone through. Um, shout out to well over a thousand downloads. So I was pretty pumped about that. Um, just because some of these topics can be a little triggering and it's not everybody's bread and butter to kind of talk through things like this. But I think a lot of the stories need to be heard. And today is just me, my friends. So it is not an operational episode, much to your dismay. Um, today I am kind of going on a heavier topic. Um, one that I think can be talked about a little bit more and is kind of like shunned upon speaking about openly unless you're kind of in a tight knit group of women. And that topic is infertility and miscarriages. So it's come out a lot more in social media, even about infertility and people rooting on women who are struggling with that. And it's definitely a topic that doesn't need to be ignored and can rock you to your core. Now, there is that isn't something like I've never had to do the IVF shots. None of those things have ever impacted me. But we did experience um, two miscarriages back to back and then a partial miscarriage, which was like a wilder story that I'll kind of get into. And nobody talks about these things. So it can be kind of a lonely, lonely world. And actually, it's funny to me because once I started talking about it, like eight to 10 people who I didn't even know it had happened to were like, oh my gosh, here's what's happened to me. You know, here's what I did, la 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 la. And it ended up being more common than not. So this is kind of like the five notes that I wrote down that I wanted to just communicate to anybody who's been through this or experienced this and just know that you are not alone and I am praying for you. And these are kind of the five things that I wish I had known the moment I got that bad news. Um, So my first one was actually, I don't, I'm assuming my husband was on shift and I had just decided to go to like an ultrasound by myself. Um, I don't fully remember the details other than it being like super traumatic and my friend Madison being there. So I was actually at the doctor and they went to do the ultrasound in the ultrasound room and the ultrasound tech basically had just told me there was nothing there. Um, I had miscarried and there was no heartbeat. 
So she actually wasn't allowed to tell me this. That that news is supposed to be delivered, I guess, by her doctor. So that was a whole thing. I was crying. I was losing my mind. Um, It was just not a very good, I mean, nothing about that is a good experience, but that definitely was not a positive because there was a little bit of coldness there in the delivery. Um, And I think that's probably the most traumatic as far as that whole experience kind of played out. Um, The first thing that I wrote down for the five things that I wish that I had known is that my feelings were super valid. No matter how common miscarriages are and how many times a healthcare worker sees a miscarriage, the coldness still has shook me to my core. And it's more common than you think on the flip side. So for them to deliver it in such a way that was kind of like a, oh, you know, it's really early. It just happens. That was kind of something that I wasn't ready for. And I know that that might not be everybody's experience, but I think there is such a delivery for this moment that needs to be worked on in some aspects of healthcare. And that was one that I did not get the first go around. Now, the second go around and even the third, someone must have wrote in my chart, like, she's going to lose it. You need to be careful. But the first one, she was just like, oh, yeah, it happens. Um, And that was not something that I appreciated. I was sobbing in the hallway. I'm like crying hysterically. And everyone's kind of just looking at me like it was so early on. Why does it matter? Your feelings are valid and they're your feelings. So whatever you need to go through to experience that, I say rock on. I don't think that the way that the delivery is given to you discredits or should invalidate anything that you're feeling. Um, I don't think that you should feel any sort of shame. I don't think that you should be made to feel any sort of dramatic or overly emotional about the situation. Your feelings are your feelings. And no doctor, no nurse, no nurse practitioner needs to take that away from you. And that is something that I think for the health of going through the mental health process of that is something that needs to be said again and again and again and again and again. You are valid for all of those emotions from the time that you hear any bad news to the end of the experience because it's going to be an emotional roller coaster and you need to be an advocate for yourself and an advocate for being okay with communicating what you feel the need to communicate. Um, That was something that I wish I had a little bit more um, in hindsight. I wish I had a little bit more of a backbone but I was just so shocked because I had had a healthy pregnancy. I didn't have any indication I was going to have a, a a miscarriage. Um, that being said, with it being my first, I didn't really understand the options. So the options that you're going into it, typically what you're presented with is a medication to help you pass everything on your own or Pending insurance isn't a tragic nightmare, a DNC. Um, I was led sort of to believe that the medication was going to be the better route for my body. What I was not led to believe was that the mental health piece of that was going to be an absolute train wreck for me. Um, they send you home, you essentially take this medication, you 
start to, without the risk of being really graphic here, pass anything that is located in your body until everything has been cleaned out per se. That is a vivid image that I couldn't ever get out of my head. Um, And that was an image that I wasn't ready for. I was surrounded by some friends, my husband, our oldest daughter, um, and we were sitting in the living room and I was crying and watching movies and they were, I'm pretty sure like my best friend was force feeding me Reese's. Like I had snacks galore because if any of y'all know me, snacks are my love language. And I was kind of processing everything, but like nothing prepared me fully for the imagery that comes alongside of that. And I don't know that they necessarily feel the need to tell you that, but if you're already mentally struggling mental health wise with any sort of trauma, zero out of 10 recommend. Like I don't think that it's par for leaving you with the best imagery and your body feels like crap. Like basically you're just cramping and at the end of the day, there's so many high level emotions like, why is this happening to me? What do I do when the baby passes? What do I do? Am I going to like literally bleed out of my bathroom? When is it to the point that I'm supposed to call 911? Like sending me home with a pamphlet when I'm already hysterical with basic information was not, not it. It was just not the way that I felt the compassion could have gone. It's not the way that I felt that whole experience could be explained. And I think there needs to be some verbiage change and kind of a reality check for the fact of this is what this medication is going to do to you. Yes, DNC is a surgery. It is 100% a surgery. Um, It is not, you are not awake. You have to go into an operating room. You go through a whole procedure, and sometimes financially that's not always the answer, Um, but it's kind of a little misleading as far as how, quote-unquote, easy this medication can can lead you through this experience. Um, Basically, when I was kind of sitting down and writing about the five things that I wish I had done differently... I wish I would have researched the medication more in the beginning because it was traumatic as heck. Um, I tend to err on the side of like high emotions anyways most of my days. And so once everything has occurred, it's just you're just left with this feeling of like, okay, now what? Like, what do I do? I just follow up back with the doctor and we just are supposed to act like, nothing happened. Um, It was not the best experience, but anyone who ever reaches out to me to talk to me about their story, obviously I'm not a medical provider and I don't provide any sort of medical advice. But from my experience alone, it was just not a good fit for me and kind of that situation. Um, Another thing that I wrote down actually to kind of go in alignment with this is For the second miscarriage that I have, I was like, absolutely, I'm not going to, medication is out. Like, schedule the DNC, we're doing this. Um, So that one had a little bit more tactful delivery. I was not as turned off by the delivery. The doctor actually came in and gave me the news herself. 
it was a lot more compassionate. I didn't have a tech telling me I was fine um, and kind of invalidating those feelings for me. So that that happened. When you get into a DNC for insurance purposes, it is coded as an abortion. And I really did not love that. Um, I felt, again, invalidated by the fact that I was being put into the same category as it being my choice for this situation to happen. And obviously, that is a abortions are a whole political thing that I'm not willing to go into. So, but for me, that is a choice that is offered. It was not the choice that I had chosen. So, that was a strong word. So, every doctor, healthcare person was like, Oh, you're here for an abortion. Oh, you're here for an abortion. That over and over, over time, while you're sitting there already scared out of your mind, was just not a good experience. And I feel like healthcare workers can definitely try to do better. Um, it was, I think, one woman who was actually part of the people who were like setting me up and prepping me, who asked how I was. She was the only person who asked how I was, asked how I was mentally for preparing for this. Could she get me anything? She was so sorry that I was experiencing this. And everyone else, and not to sound kind of bold with this, but I was surrounded by a lot of men. So it was like, okay, you're here for an abortion. Let's go. And it's just like, "Mm, that's not typically how my brain was processing that whole scenario to begin with. And it was not, it was just not my preference at the time for that word to be used so synchronous to what was actually happening to me. Um, So that's definitely what I had down for number three out of the five. So moving along, I have a DNC. And this is like all in the same year. So this is twice in one year. I'm like, holy smokes, I need a mental break. Laze, laze. So what I wrote down for number four was while you're in the interim, you've just had a miscarriage, you've just had a DNC, your HCG levels are like at an all-time high. So you have to wait until those pregnancy hormones and levels drop below a specific number to be able to try again. What they don't tell you or what they kind of don't provide you with appropriate information or like, hey, this could be a thing, is you're going to go back every single week to two weeks to get tested and you're going to sit in a room filled with pregnant people, filled with people with happy babies, filled with people with newborn babies, and you're probably not going to be okay right out of the gate. So you're sitting with all of these new moms or pregnant women, knowing what you've experienced. Obviously, the people around you don't know what you experience, and that can be very overwhelming. That can be overwhelming when somebody tries to politely make small talk with you in the waiting room, Um, especially during COVID because they didn't allow husbands to come back there. So you're just sitting there like by yourself with all these pregnant women thinking like, please get me out of here. This is my worst nightmare. So just pivoting, having to go back over and over and over and over and over to, to do testing, to do blood testing, to figure out progesterone levels, to figure out, I think I did like a random test to like 
check the lining of my uterus. Like it was bizarre to me, but we did all of these things just to make sure because I had two back to back and I wanted to have one more. The last piece of the puzzle that really kind of sent me over the edge for number being number five was doctors are humans. I talked about this a little bit um, on the podcast with Caroline about how they are humans. They make mistakes. Cue child number three. I go to my appointment. I have my same support buddy there. Um, we go to take all of the, like, go through and get everything, all the tests. No heartbeat. Okay, so three in a row at this point, I am actually full-on devastated, like, crushed to my core. So I go to see the doctor. I'm like, what is happening? We did all these tests. We said we're going to be fine. So she starts recommending another DNC. Laze, laze. I'm like, I need just time to process. I don't want to schedule a DNC right out the gate. Um, I want to kind of just hang tight. I was beside myself. I was like, holy crap, I can't do this again. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be on the crazy train. So I set back. I don't rush into anything um, because I'm not well. So I'm going back to work. I'm definitely avoiding the topic. Everyone who knew I was pregnant still thinks that I'm pregnant. So that's like a weird dynamic as well because I didn't want to say anything. So I'm very overwhelmed, overstimulated. I had a different job at that time, which was also very stimulating. So I don't make any decisions. I pray about it. Come back. Uh, It was probably a two-week time span because I said, I'm just going to see if I pass it naturally. Like I, I don't want to choose either option. I don't want to rush into anything. If it happens, it happens. Go back two weeks later, get ready to schedule the DNC. We go in, I make my appointment. They found a heartbeat. So not only was I supposed to be scheduled for a DNC that would have ended that heartbeat, but they found a heartbeat after I went back. So now I'm super freaking out because I was pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I'm pregnant again. And now I'm further along. And it's just a whirlwind of emotions. And so I remember my doctor like threw me on medication right away. I'm like sobbing again because emotional roller coaster, not really sure. Um, but I always go back to the fact that if I had scheduled that DNC right out the gate, I wouldn't have Colton. Like I wouldn't, my son is currently three and I wouldn't have him. And that is the craziest thought in the world to me for them to say he's not okay. Or, well, they didn't even know it was a he, he's not, or baby's not okay. There's no heartbeat. It's not viable. What do you want to do? Like after scanning on doing all their scans and I just didn't make a choice because I was so traumatized from the other two. Doctors can be wrong. If you feel like you need to listen to your body and sit back and evaluate and make a choice that's differently from what they feel, that is okay. And that's what I did. And it was, I had to be on special medication after they found out that he was actually all good to go. He has no issues. He has no heart conditions. He has no delays. I mean, he's really 
stinking loud, but other than just loud kid, he's perfectly healthy. He ended up being a month-ish early because he was so daggum big. So like super healthy. Had he been full term, he'd have been a big old boy. And there was no other issues. But always, 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 I tell this story not to freak people out. But if you have any ounce of doubt in your mind, you can ask for a second opinion. And that is your right. You can ask for a different ultrasound. That is your right. You can go to the Pregnancy Help Center and get an ultrasound. You can go to a baby spa and get an ultrasound. Like I know that there is costs that are affiliated with these things. And I'm not trying to downplay those. But it also, for peace of mind and actual comfort and having all of that knowledge, it would have been, I don't know, I go back and forth with that actually. It would have been good for me, but I think I just would have been a nervous train wreck and like constantly going to get ultrasounds. Like I would have probably been on first name basis with the tech lady. But I just, it's bizarre to me that such big news is delivered so quickly. I go back and forth and think about the other two quite often. Like had I not made such a hasty decision, would I've had the same outcome? Nothing to beat myself up about. Like that's a trauma for another day. But having your personal advocate and advocating for yourself and if you feel like something is off, it's a good chance that it's probably off is huge. I know, unfortunately, way too many people who have experienced this. I know, unfortunately, way too many people who have gone down this alley. And I always try to say, just get a second opinion if you don't feel confident. And you know, second opinions don't always mean good news. So you do risk that when you are navigating that world. But if it gives you peace of mind and you know your body best, That is a choice that I feel very passionate about. Always, you know, make sure you're thorough with your doctors. Obviously, they do have medical degrees. I'm not saying go against anything that they say, but you are always welcome to ask more questions about your own body or ask about testing about your own body. There are plenty of places that provide opinions, unfortunately, probably more than we need about this topic. Please, 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 please advocate for yourself. That is huge. So to kind of sum up, wrap up everything for the five points, your feelings are valid. Be sure to ask questions if you're taking any sort of medication and kind of the side effects, emotional side effects, all of those things. Be ready if you're doing the same thing for a DNC. Be prepared for the trigger words if that is something that could potentially upset you or cause you any more pain and anguish, be ready because they'll be used. If you have to ask them to change it, Godspeed. I don't know if that's a thing, but you can always try. There will be additional triggers of pregnant women and announcements around you. You might feel upset if you hear a pregnancy announcement from a friend. Everybody posts them on Facebook now. Seeing that is going to, could create emotional conflict. You want to be so excited for your friends. Like, oh my gosh, a new baby, congratulations. It's okay to feel sad for you. It's okay to say, I'm happy for you, but I'm just not ready to talk about it. Or I'm just not, you know, this is a strong emotion for me. 
And then number five, they can still be wrong. I, my husband said something the other day about he had someone on the fire department. They experienced, his wife experienced a miscarriage. He told him the story of Colton and he's like, please don't, please don't tell my wife that because she would be in absolute duress. So it's not for everybody. But I think the more you know and the more that you can advocate for yourself, it's a huge win. Um, we're actually going to do a follow-up episode. I say we like it's not just me sitting here talking to you, so that's weird. Um, myself and another female who actually has a separate podcast, she is solely focusing on miscarriages and different rough roads to motherhood. Um, we are going to do an episode. We've got it scheduled to kind of go over miscarriage stories. So that will be coming out soon. And then I'll be releasing the lineup of the next four guests and kind of what they're talking about. So keep in touch. Holidays are busy. I hope everyone had the best Thanksgiving ever. We went to Wisconsin. It was fantastic, but it's it's dang cold, y'all. So I hope you have the best holiday. I Love y'all. Pray for y'all all the time. And we will see you next time. Love you. Bye.